What's up, witches? Welcome back to another episode of the Corporate Coven Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Munson, aka That Witch from Work. What's up, witches? This one's for the boys with the booming system, top-down AC with a cooler system. Just kidding, but I feel the instinct to do that at the beginning of every single podcast episode I record. So I figure if I get it out of the way on this one, it won't come back up again for me, right? Like I said it, it's out of my system now and I can be chill, maybe. And you know, it's it's kind of fitting for this episode because in this episode, we are talking about the upcoming new moon in Aquarius, which is happening on this Saturday, January 21st. And there is a belief, I don't know how confident we are with her birth time, but there is a belief that Nicki Minaj is an Aquarius rising, just like me. And, you know, so starting this episode off with a little bit of her lyrics just feels maybe fitting for this episode more than some of the other ones I've produced. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about the New Moon Lunation, and I'm going to use a few resources that I have at my disposal uh, to share with you. And this is going to be great if you are wanting to set intentions and really work with embodying and honoring the Aquarian nature of this lunation. But we're also going to be looking forward because every new moon starts a cycle. It's a six-month period. And so whatever seeds you are planting at this time, you can expect to see the result of that or the flower of that or the fruit of that effort at the full moon in Aquarius. And so I'm going to give you that date as well. Let's scope out a few of the details first though. So the new moon in Aquarius is happening on, like I said, January 21st. It's this upcoming Saturday because I'm recording this at the beginning of the week. And it's happening at the first degree of Aquarius and 32 minutes. So if you're in Mountain Standard Time like I am, this is going to be exactly at 1.53 p.m. And you don't need to, like when I was a baby witch or like an entry level, sometimes I would feel a lot of like frustration or shame with myself if I missed like the exact moment of the new moon. Like this one, for example, if it would have been 1.58 p.m. and I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't do it right at that moment. Or I did it later that night. I would feel really frustrated or stressed out that I missed like the exactness of the lunation. Now that um, I've been doing this for a minute and I've been working with lunar cycles for a little bit longer, you really get the potency of this new moon the entire time that the moon is in Aquarius. And so because it's at the first degree, Saturday is when we're kicking this energy off, but you really kind of have like a few days after that where you get to take advantage of this new moon Aquarian energy. So really the entire weekend, January 21st, 22nd, you get to take advantage of this uh, moment in time and again, do whatever kind of like manifestation or reflection that you desire. Something else that I did when I was really new to this practice is I, I wanted to get very specific and very detailed. And so I dove right into, okay, it's a new moon in Aquarius this is happening in my first house and it's activating this planet of mine. And I would get really like maybe over analytical and then I would have this type of like analysis paralysis where it was really hard to move forward or to be really clear with my intention setting and it would become very like dogmatic like it would become overly structured and overly 
I want to say like routine, but that's not necessarily what I'm trying to like say. It's just that it would it would become so rigid that there wasn't really a lot of like room for magic. There wasn't a lot of room for interpretation. And especially with this Aquarian new moon where Aquarius energy is all about liberation and freedom and making things, you know, unique to you and authentic to you. I want to just invite you right now that depending on where you're at in your practice, you can use this energy and you can use this lunation to any degree that you want. And so throughout the episode, I'm going to start with talking about just the new moon phase in general. And then I'll talk a little bit more about the new moon in Aquarius. And then at the end of the episode, I'm going to run really briefly, like really quickly through the houses that this lunation might be happening in. And so depending on your rising sign, what might flavor or influence or what environment this might be playing out in. But again, this needs to just be your own thing wherever you're at in your journey and your relationship with the lunar body. New moons are like the dark moons. This is when the moon and the sky are sitting, the moon and the sky, the moon and the sun are sitting together in the sky. And therefore the moon is not in a position to reflect back any light or receive light from the sun. And so because of this darkness, this is a time for, you could say like a clean slate, right? Uh, new moons is, are ripe with potential and there's the opportunity for a lot of dreaming to be had, right? In the darkness, there is a stillness and in that void, there is room to grow or again, plant these seeds of intention. And for those of you that are tarot readers, I actually have the Moonology Oracle deck by Yasmin Boland. And I also have her book Moonology. This was the first book that I actually started reading when I was getting into working with the lunar cycles. And it's still one of my favorite resources. More recently, I have been through Kelly Surtees coursework on using the moon and the lunar progressions and working with the phases of the moon with clients and interpreting that in the birth chart. But I love Yasmin Bolin's work and I love the way that she makes things really clear and practical and easy to apply in your life. And so those are going to be the main resources that I'm citing on this episode or that I'm working with. And in Yasmin Bolin's Moonology Oracle Card a guidebook. She actually has a spread recommendation that I'm going to share with you. You can do a new moon three card spread, which is super basic. And you can use an Oracle deck for this. You can use a tarot deck for this. It really doesn't matter. If you have affirmation cards, you can use affirmation cards for this as well. Um, if you do any other type of uh, divination, you can do runes with these. You could pull out different crystals. You can uh, do like a shuffle mancy and turn on your playlist. There's a lot of different ways that you can work with this energy, but consider these three questions and then fill in what other type of divination practice makes sense for you or is authentic to your nature. And feel free to be disruptive about this because again, it's Aquarian. You don't have to follow the rules. This doesn't have to be her Oracle deck. It can be whatever you use to connect yourself to the divine nature of this existence and to receive and channel messages from source, from spirit, from God, from the universe, whatever makes sense for you and your belief system. So the three questions that you can ask yourself is, number one, what's rising up in me? Number two, what is the main message of this new moon? And card number three, what is the final outcome? Now, with these questions, the question of what is rising up in me is going to be a lot more specific because it's what's happening right now. Card number two, the main message of the new moon this is going to be a little bit broader. You're going to be a lot more open for interpretation and there's 
there is still a timeliness to this because it's happening at the new moon lunation. But you need to consider that this message is going to carry you through the lunar cycle. And so for card number three, the final outcome, this is something that you're going to interpret very broadly because you're going to leave room for this to be explored and to manifest itself throughout the lunar phase. And whatever you're setting intentions for right now, again, you can expect to see that when the full moon in Aquarius in 2023 happens, which is going to be on August 1st, 2023. So it's crazy how that feels forever away, but the older we get, the quicker time seems to be passing. So I kind of feel like it's going to be here before we know it. So again, when you interpret that card number three, the final outcome, consider that the final outcome is not actually coming to you or going to be coming into your awareness until the beginning of August this year. So let's talk about manifesting with the new moon. And this is where I'm going to be referencing a lot of what I got from Yasmin Bolin's book, Moonology, Working with the Magic of Lunar Cycles. And again, this is a book that I purchased. Oh, what year was it? Like 2013 or 2014. So it's been quite some time since I've owned this book and it's like bookmarked and dog-eared and I have notes and I have a ton of different bookmarks in there because it's just one that I have... um like read so many times and it's such like a powerful resource. And so a lot of how I work with the lunar cycles and why I do what I do. And really this was a, this was one of my first introductions to astrology actually as a general practice. It started with just working with the lunar cycles. And then I started incorporating uh, the other planets until I committed fully to an astrological practice. And so this book just means so much to me and I have a lot of gratitude for the author, which is why I'm sharing so much of it. Any astrologer that you listen to, they learned from someone. They had some teacher. This is a very long and ancient tradition. And I think it's really valuable to like quote our teachers or to recommend the resources that we use. And so that's what I'm doing um, with this. She has so many amazing things in here. But some of the things that I want to call out that I think were really important for me and valuable for me, again, as a newbie to all of this, is... Um, she has one line in here that's like, fake it till you make it. In other words, pretend to yourself that your dreams have already come true. Feel the feeling of the wish fulfilled and revel in that feeling. And this is a big key to manifesting as well for anyone who has engaged in that practice or who has read about the art of manifesting. And this is this spans across an entire like, you know, the positive psychology, the placebo effect, um, you know, there, there was this TikTok actually that I found that was like, um, I just became confident by telling myself that I was amazing. It's about gaslighting everyone, including yourself. And I, I still die. I think it was so funny, such a funny audio. Um, but it really comes from, again, like if you think about the new moon, it's dark. And so it's easy to project onto. Uh, the rules don't exist yet. And so when you're working with this lunar cycle and when you're trying to set the intention, especially because it's Aquarian, there are no rules. You can create in your mind whatever it is that you are desiring to bring in at this time and really take advantage of that darkness and that void and be able to fill it up with whatever you can imagine. And that key to manifestation is really like acting as if it has already happened and behaving as if it's already there, right? Um, I go through phases in my life where I consume a lot of Abraham Hicks and 
sometimes I'm really into it and other times like it's really not like with my vibe and, and I don't consume it as much. But this is such a big part of what Abraham shares in those channeled messages with Esther is just that um, it's really about embodying that if it's already there. And with Aquarian, it, it has to be like authentic to you. So this might be difficult because it's not already there. And so it maybe doesn't, it's maybe harder to break out of that Saturnian vibe, especially because Saturn is co-present in this lunation. It's not super, super close, right? Like Saturn's at the later degrees of Aquarius, whereas this lunar cycle is beginning at the uh, first degree of Aquarius. But there might be this fear, this fear of the reality check. Like I want to be larger than life, but how will that ever happen to me? You know, I want to be X, Y, and Z, but I, that doesn't seem realistic. Like, I don't know if I can do that. And so really challenge yourself and push yourself to stay in that new moon perspective and to understand that this is just planting the seeds and think about how good it's going to feel when it happens and start feeling really good about it now if you are able. Yasmin calls out the golden rule right here in her book. Think about what you do want. Don't think about what you don't want. This is a golden rule. Just do it. And actually, when I was in my undergrad and I was taking a positive psychology course, we had to do this thing that was like a goal list. We had to write down 100 goals that we had for ourselves. And I was getting feedback on the assignment because I was setting non-goals. I had goals like I will never run a marathon. I will never participate in a 5K because I hate running. And he was like, that, that, my professor was like, that doesn't count. Um, a goal is something that you are going to do, not something that you're going to actively avoid. And I, we had words about that because I'm obstinate as hell. But that's important to remember with manifesting. It's it's not about what you don't want, which is going to be your instinct with this attorney in lunation. You know, let me eliminate what doesn't make sense. Let me burn away and discard and let go of anything that's not serving me. Um, you know, let me be aware of what restrictions or boundaries are in place. Let me give that dose of reality check, but really do your best to work out of that and to, again, have more of that innovative quality of Aquarius. Um, you know, what could be what's possible and feel free to be like a bit idealistic. Aquarian energy is it's air, right? It's an air sign. So I say this all the time. The air signs are about relations. It's about connecting, but because it's cosmic air, it's about that really big scale community, that broad group that you are a part of and recognizing that you are a cosmic neighbor to everyone in your awareness and even to the individuals that are not in your awareness, that you're part of a larger whole, that you're part of this cosmic society, if you will. And so what does it look like and feel like to be a good neighbor? But still with that drive for relation and that need to connect, Aquarian still has the ability, the Aquarian nature has the ability to disconnect and to be detached. It's the idea that I can care for everyone in the universe without being their best friend. And I can think big picture and on a broad scale, like I want everyone to feel peace and to be fulfilled and sustained, but I don't have to go shake everyone's hands or kiss everyone's babies. And maybe I'm also willing to make unpopular decisions or sacrifices because I can see how it's benefiting the larger whole, even though individuals may experience suffering in that process. Uh, that maybe doesn't sound like really nice, but Aquarians don't really care about being nice. 
because it's not about that heart-centered emotional connection. This is why it's the polar sign to Leo, which is all about the heart. Um, both signs are really driven by authentic expression, but Aquarius isn't personal about it. It's the idea of like Leo, I want to be authentically myself because that is the only way that love will feel real to me is if they can see the real me. And Aquarius is like, I want to be my real and authentic self and I don't give a fuck if you like me or not. Because that's just, that's just what I need. That's what my personal expression needs. And it's not about being witnessed by anyone else. It's about by me being my true and authentic self. I'm creating a pathway and an archetype for other people to do that for themselves as well. Aquarius energy is very futuristic. And this is why in modern astrology, when we discovered the planet Uranus, uh, they assigned Uranus to be the modern ruler over the zodiac sign of Aquarius. I'm a traditional astrologer, and so I still um, use Saturn as the ruler. But again, I can understand the pathway there, and I can understand why that rulership exists. But there is this element of Aquarian nature of being futuristic, of being forward-thinking. And that's the idea of Capricorn has built up all of this structure and all of these rules, and then Aquarius comes in and still has that critical nature of Saturn of it's maybe not good enough yet. And here's our, here are things that you didn't consider. And yes, you've built this up, but what if we did this as well? What if we tweaked it? What if we did something different? And I love to think of Aquarian as innovation as opposed to invention. Whereas like Uranus, I think can be a lot more inventive. Whereas Aquarius, where the nuance for me, like where that exists is Aquarius is innovation because it's fixed. So it's not about cardinal energy of creating something totally new. It's about here's what exists already. And I want to maintain that and sustain that. So here are some improvements that need to be made. Here are some opportunities for efficiencies that can be developed, or here's how you can scale it, or you can grow and expand that energy. But it's not necessarily coming up with something totally different. It's about just doing what exists, but in a different way. I have children, and so I'm going to pre-apologize for the movie reference I'm about to make. But if you've seen the movie like Big Hero 6, at uh, the beginning of the movie, um, Hero is stuck. He's like washed up already. He's trying to come up with some like really interesting um, invention or innovation to present at some type of like science fair to get into the college where his older brother Tadashi goes to school. And it's like all about engineering and robotics and all of this stuff which is, again is very aquarian and also very uranian and he is stuck he just has like no more ideas and so his brother tadashi like teases him a little bit but then he picks him up and holds him upside down and then all of a sudden he has like this brilliant idea and that's like the aquarian nature as an aquarius rising what that looks like for me personally I started doing this actually as a child and it's, it's really small. It's really basic, but it, it has and holds that same principle. When I have a hard time sleeping at night, like those nights where I am just like restless and I cannot go to sleep and I'm exhausted, but I also can just not fall asleep. I turn upside down in my bed and I move my pillow down to where like my feet normally go. And I just like flip like vertically or whatever i just i flip in bed and i put my feet where my head go my head where my feet go and it works like a charm almost every single time just by turning the opposite way i can now fall asleep and it's almost like things reset for me and i can be like okay again and i can relax and it's that same principle of like 
I'm still sleeping in a bed and I'm still sleeping at nighttime, but I just turn it a little bit. I just innovate where I'm at and it helps provide a solution to the problem that I'm trying to solve. Finally, with Aquarian nature, there is this element of being charitable. Aquarius is represented by the water bearer. And it's the pouring out into the collective conscious. And what it's pouring out, I mean, it's the water bearer. So sometimes Aquarians get confused because it has the word aqua in it and it's the water bearer. So it's like, why is this an air sign? This should be a water sign. Um, but it's the logical application of pouring out into other people. It's almost like um, what container needs to be made and what channel needs to exist for the pouring out to happen. If I'm going to share my ideas in a way that has a really important impact in the lives of other people, then what needs to happen for that, right? And so this is where we find a lot of humanitarian themes with Aquarian nature, the idea of volunteerism, of nonprofit organizations. Um, it still has that Saturnian structure, the idea that there is something maybe formal to, that needs to be in place for this to have a big scale, but it is about pouring out into other individuals or other groups of people. Again, that cosmic relationship that we have with other people, or I keep saying people, but I'm like, but I'm including animals in this as well. That's where it's like broadening your scope of like what you're a part of. You're a member of so many different ecosystems. And it's really about, uh, like, imploding the structures that exist in your mind of the people that you have obligation to of existing in community living. Um, and so it's really about being open to your connections and then thinking about how you can uh, pour yourself out into others in really meaningful ways. So really good time to set intentions. This is going to be the natural energy of the new moon and some of the themes that might be coming up for you. It'd be really interesting to see what the spread looks like if you choose to do that three card spread again, especially if you're doing it with Oracle cards, if you're doing it with tarot cards, I think it'd be really fun to do it with crystals. Um, if you have like crystals as part of your practice, this would be interesting to do with a rune set. Um, I think the shuffle mancy is actually very interesting and is something that's like unique and kind of out of the box of like, what are these messages, but go to like a playlist of yours and just click on shuffle and see what three songs come up in these places and think about that energy um, or some of the lyrics. You can also do this of just like going and finding a book that is really meaningful to you. Um, I know a lot of people have like scriptures or like the Bible or something like that. So if you are a Christian witch or if you're part of a belief system that has those types of like tools or like meditations or something, mantras, opening it up, those affirmation cards, right? Opening it up and just seeing like what falls into those places. So get out of the box, be creative and just kind of see like what comes up for you. And I'd love to know what that spread looks like and what uh, themes or messages came through for you on those prompts. All right, so let's now transition and we're gonna talk about the houses. I'm gonna go through this pretty quickly. The best way to get the most unique and personalized understanding of how this lunation is going to be impacting your chart and um, thoughtful ways to work with it is always going to be working with an astrologer. If you want to work with me, you can head to my website to see my current booking schedule. And if you don't want to work with me, I don't care. You can work with someone else, but working with a professional and with another astrologer is going to be one of the best ways to get that personalized experience. 
But if that's not in um, your awareness or that's not something that you're looking to invest in right now, then here are just some tips for understanding this new moon lunation and what you can be calling in or manifesting at this time based on your chart. So if you're like me and you're an Aquarius rising, then this is happening in our first house, also um, known as maybe like your image zone. And so this new moon is going to be all about how you are presenting yourself to the world. And so what you could wish for are um, maybe courage for a new beginning, maybe um, allowing yourself to move in a new direction of how you present yourself to the world, or maybe even developing a more positive uh, relationship with your image. Another just recommendation for this book, and I'll put a link to it in the show notes if you want to buy this for yourself. Yasmin, again, this is just this. This was my favorite, favorite resource when I was very beginning new into astrology and working with the lunar cycles. Like it has way more than what you might even like have in your practice right now. But on all of the new moons or solar eclipses or full moons throughout the houses, she has like what it's all about, what to expect, what to wish for, what to visualize, idea to keep in mind, messages for you, a meditation booster or like a mantra for you to invite throughout this lunation cycle, a recommendation for a ritual, a bulleted list of things to do, your top three affirmations, an essential oil that will be um, beneficial to you at this point in time, understanding the numerological energy, um, a mantra as it relates to the chakra system, the 3D chakra, as well as the 5D chakra, your guiding archangel and guiding goddess, the universal law associated with this placement, as well as the heavenly ray. I don't even work with the majority, well, not the majority. I don't even work with some of these things, but depending on where you're at in your practice or what you've invited into your craft or your belief system at this time, she has amazing resources. So again, if you want this book, check out the show notes and I'll put the link um, for it there and her Oracle deck as well, because it's so beautiful. All right. If you are Capricorn rising, then this is happening in your second house. So this is going to be all about your cash um, because we look at your stability, your security and finances are a big part of that. But this is also your values or where you establish trust. And so some things that you might be wishing for is the idea of like financial abundance, um, thinking about a thing that you really want that will give you a sense of stability and security in this life. And also the concept that your self-worth is attached to your net worth. And so increasing your self-esteem is also part of this for Capricorn Risings. If you're a Sag rising, this is hanging out in your third house, and this is also your communication zone. It's all about your speaking and your listening, but also maybe your immediate neighborhood, like maybe your siblings as well. So something that you might consider wishing for or trying to manifest is the ability to express yourself clearly or to uh, find yourself with the ability to get your message across to the people that you're trying to connect to or communicate with. This is also where we find short distance travel. So like really quick trips or running errands can fall here as well. For Scorpio Risings, this is happening in your fourth house of your home or your ancestry. And so this parents and grandparents, right? And so something that you might um, wish for or try to be visualizing is something about having like a safe, a happy and a healthy home or a positive relationship with your ancestry. Libra Risings, this is happening in your fifth house. So this is all about fun for you. We look at kids, we look at romance, we look at game playing, we look at leisure time, right? And so some things that you might expect are inviting a little bit more fun, trying to find more opportunities to laugh, trying to hold space for more of your creativity or or think, like getting outside of the box and how that is expressed for you. But it could also just be something that you want to have done with children. Like maybe you're having babies, for example. 
to my Virgo risings. This is happening in your sixth house. So this is like your daily work. These are the routines and the sustained maintenance that you need to maintain your health. And so these are like, uh, yeah, the daily habits or um, there was another word there that I was going to use instead of habits doesn't matter routines that you do and so something that you might be um, looking out for is actually for some improvement or some innovation in the way that you care and maintain your physical health but it could also be looking for the opportunity to be in loving service to the people around you because it's also a sixth house sixth house delineation bonus points for anyone who is having their Saturn return in Aquarius for observing what you have been learning throughout your Saturn return cycle and connecting it to what's happening with this new moon and maybe setting the intention of integrating the lessons that you learned through your Saturn return. Um, because by the time we move into August at the full moon in Aquarius, we'll have Saturn in Pisces. And so it'll be fun to see maybe the seeds that you're planting based on the lessons that you learn from your Saturn return and then seeing the result of all of that work and effort Saturn has been putting you through. Leo risings, this is happening in your seventh house. So this is like your love zone, but it's really just about your partnerships or closer intimate relationships that could be business partnerships as well right um and so something to maybe wish for is having like really positive relationships with the people that you know or calling in authentic relationships um that you'd like to see in your life and again consider that this is going to have like an august timeline if you're a cancer rising, this lunation is going to be happening in your eighth house. This is the house of like shared finances. Um, this is like your psychology of money. And I like to think of it as the space where you are disempowered because of the relationship you have to somebody else that requires a high degree of intimacy or vulnerability of some kind. And sex is included in that but it's not exclusive to the eighth house i just want to be clear but something that you might be wishing for is like more money and better sex <laughs> or to overcome some fear or anxiety you have around that level of intimacy or vulnerability that is required to engage in those practices um, with some level of like psychological safety and trust for my Gemini risings, this is happening in your ninth house. The ninth house is like long distance travel, but it's also the belief systems, ideologies, um, higher education falls here because it's like the things that you learn after you have the basics established. It's like, what is the higher mind or what do you have to learn by engaging in other cultures or belief systems? And so something that you might be um, wishing for or manifesting is for more of like a long distance travel, like do you want to go abroad in August? Well, now is when you start planning the trip and buying the ticket or the itinerary or something like that. But it might also just be about seeing the bigger picture for your life um, and trying to think about what new understandings or beliefs um, do you want to hold space for or explore more as it's trying to um, improve or broaden your perspective of the world and your relationship to it. So my Taurus risings, this is going to be happening in your 10th house, your career zone, your social legacy zone. And so something that you might be thinking about is how your presence, how your existence and how the work that you do contributes to the broader society and thinking a little bit more about what that legacy can be through your career expression. 
Aries risings. This is happening in your 11th house or like where you find your friends, the communities that you can be a part of. I also like to think of your professional networks and associations that you might have memberships to. And so something that you can wish for is, I don't know, like, what do you want? Like, do you want um, more friendships? Do you want to find yourself a part of more communities? Do you want to engage in more charitable giving? Like, what are the broader associations that you can find yourself in? And how can you pour out into those relationships? Like, how can you pour yourself out into, like, society um, as a whole? Like, maybe this is about expanding your friend group or it's about uh, investing in the relationships that are most important and most key to your happiness or to your success of some kind. And if you're a Pisces rising, then this is happening in your 12th house, which is a very unconscious area of our chart. It's where secrets are kept. It's about our most private self, sometimes so private, not even we are aware of them, right? And so something to maybe wish for is a sense of inner peace. Um, Maybe it's about being really creative and out of the box in the way that we maintain and manage our mental health. Uh, Maybe it's also about protecting ourselves and our energy in some way um, on holding sacred space for us to heal and to isolate ourselves from society to protect our energy. Now, when it comes to manifestation, you don't have to force the visualization or the desire or whatever seed you're planting to align with the house that Aquarius sits in your chart. You don't have to do that. But it will be valuable to note that um, astrology is not something that we can influence. It's something that we observe and that we experience. This is where astrology is not a belief system. Um, It happens to us whether you choose to acknowledge it or engage with it or not. So you can use the lunar, like the new moon lunar energy to visualize, to manifest, to set intentions, to plant seeds. And you can also just observe what area of your life is activated during this time and um, also get an idea of whatever is at the forefront of your mind, whatever is conscious to you or whatever you're moving through right now. Check out that August timeline. And when we get to August 1st, you might see again, like that area being activated or triggered again, elevated in some way and brought to the forefront of your consciousness. All right. So that's the new moon in Aquarius episode. Um, I hope that this was exciting and useful to you. And again, if you're interested in this book or the Oracle deck, check out the show notes and I'll put links for them there. All right, witches, thank you for tuning into this episode. If you enjoyed it, I'd appreciate any type of rating system that you can give me. Um, If you really loved it, it'd be cool if you shared it on your socials and tagged me in it. And if you want to contribute or collaborate on future episodes, make sure that you're connecting with me on socials. My handle is at thatwitchfromwork on Instagram and TikTok. And make sure that you sign up for my free newsletter, the Corporate Coven newsletter. You can sign up on my website, www.thatwitchfromwork.com. On my website, you can always be in the know of my latest readings and how to get in touch with me.